0: Welcome back to the ninth episode of Vino and Vodka Diaries. I'm Cynthia. And I'm Natalie. So episode nine. Nine, nine, nine is fun. I just discovered a new podcast. So my favorite band is Pepper. There's this uh, the three-piece rock band from Hawaii. They do kind of like rock, reggae type music. And I followed them for like five years. Love them, seen them so many times, have all their albums, follow all their social media and the other day on the regular like instagram i see this girl and she posted something like oh my my love of six, 16 years my husband and i was like what like what are you talking about i know everything about these guys i know one except for that they're one of them married well, yeah so like one i knew the drummer he was like married and his wife cheated on him because it's like you know you can just kind of figure everything out on social media and then he has a new girlfriend I've actually met his new girlfriend because we were backstage and she took a picture for us and so I feel like I'm delusional about how close I am to them that I should know all of this information <laughs> and I'm a total groupie mm-hmm. but so the other guy is married he's been married for 16 years and I've never seen a picture of his wife or anything except now I've uncovered this whole thing. They have a podcast called Rebel and Muse. They own a yoga studio in Oceanside, California. She's a yoga instructor and they have this podcast about yoga and music and like all this stuff and I just feel like so betrayed <laughs> I didn't that I didn't how know. dare he be married how with dare a wife you be who married has a yeah. successful podcast yeah it's this beautiful blonde woman just total betrayal anyways I'm gonna try listening to their podcasts maybe I'll get some tips from
1: them <laughs> make ours a little bit more snazzy
0: yeah um, I think so we snazzy I I think we're freaking hilarious I crack up at all of our podcasts, but I'm, but I do. We do have some loyal listeners. Uh, my cousin and her daughters we get very excited when there's a new episode out. So we'll I'm give very a shout happy out for
1: those those four people who listen to yeah. us regularly. <laughs> yeah, thank
0: you. Um, so uh, Faso and I did Ancestry.com DNA kit, and we I got my results back, and he should get his back any day. So you order the kit and it's a tube and they give you like this little funnel and you spit in the tube and then you screw this cap on and when you screw it on tight and you kind of squeeze it down, this blue fluid goes into your spit vial. <laughs> okay. So that it I guess it like stabilizes the liquid so that it can travel and then be analyzed. So mine came back pretty quick. It was like less than a month. And surprise, surprise, I'm Native American. Are you Native?
1: you Native American?
0: (laughs) I am Native American. I was kind of nervous that I wasn't going to be. (laughs) (laughs) What did you think you were? I don't know. Maybe it's going to come back like Asian or Mexican or something. I don't know. But I'm 44% Native American. But with um, DNA you are not nobody is 50% of their parent. Everyone is a little more or a little less than their parent. So even though my mom is full-blooded Navajo, that doesn't make me 50%. It could make one of my siblings 50 or more or 50 or less. So you are not nobody is exactly 50 of whatever their parent was, which is something I learned going through the process. So, I'm 44%. Yeah, I thought that was totally weird. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not 50? (laughs) So, I'm 44% Native American, 25% Western Europe. So, all the, like, Kazakhstan's and, I don't know, other places. Yeah, the Astans. Um, I'm 9% Central Asian. Oh, and uh, 9% Ireland, Scotland, Wales.
1: <gasps> we share some DNA, Cynthia.
0: Yeah. We both got a little bit of Irish. My clear skin. You don't have that <laughs> problem. <though. laughs> you can also see where your ancestors migrated from, from Europe. By clicking on a year, like 1700, 1800. So you can like kind of see like when they moved over and where they moved to in the United States. Mine moved to eastern Kentucky and northeast Tennessee, which is the exact location where my biological father currently lives. So you feel like it's validated? I feel like it's 100% validated also because it matched me by DNA to a first cousin that I know.
1: Did they also do Ancestry.com or how did...
0: Yeah, only, only because they did the DNA as well. And sh- well, it's a cousin it. on uh, my my real dad's side. So my real dad's brother's daughter matched with my DNA. And w- neither of us knew that
1: we did Ancestry.com. Huh. Fascinating, right? Yeah. I had no idea you were so diverse. Yeah.
0: So, like, you have to uh, subscribe to Ancestry to get more, like, details to do your family tree and all that stuff. So maybe when Faso gets his DNA back, we'll do that and get some more information. But it's just kind of weird because I've done it before, just the paper um, tree without uh, the DNA on my mother's side. And I can only get back to my grandmother's mom because there's there's no more records after that. There wasn't even a reservation then, so there's just no paper records. So I've... I've gone as far as I can on that side, so I would like to do more on the other side. Now that you know that you're part
1: Asian and Irish, and yeah. stands, it's
0: great. Pretty cool. Um, So what's going on in Seattle?
1: Uh, we recently installed a in-home, I guess it's technically in our garage gym, so that I can work out. And I, to be honest with you, I don't think I worked out since I was pregnant. So it's been a very, very long time. It's so hard. Yeah, uh, it's just we'd rather spend time with our daughter than work out. So we've been doing it after she goes to sleep um, for about an hour. And Mitch found some program online. He's done it before. It's called Five Three One. And I guess the the premise is that you increase your one rep maxes by building your strength in this kind of five. You do five reps at a certain percent of your max weight, 3 reps, at a certain percent of your max weight and then the one rep max. Um, so the idea is you do it consistently, but we have already stopped doing that because of our vacation. Yeah. Um, and the first time I went running, but let's be honest, I went jogging. Heavy, heavy jogging. Jogging to call that. It's not even jogging, it was like heavy <laughs> jogging. And I get back in the house and I'm like, oh my God, my foot hurts really, really badly. I'm like limping. I'm like, well, that's what I get for running. Yeah. I'm mm, not going to do that anymore. <laughs> so I not haven't gonna make run. that mistake again. <laughs> yeah. not going to run anymore. Uh, so instead, I just jump rope like a little kid. I'm out front just jumping my rope. That's fun. Uh, well, Mitch runs around the block because I just refuse to run anymore. Why don't you do some speed walking? Get some I mean, little weights it could in your speed hand. Lock, but that just everyone knows that looks ridiculous. <laughs> You're gonna train for the Olympics. They have the Olympic speed walkers. They That's look a thing. very silly. Yeah, it's a real thing. I had no idea.
0: Yes, they cannot run. They can only walk
1: really fast. <laughs> How right. would they know if they're not <laughs> running?
0: There's like certain criteria like your whole foot, I guess, has to like be on the ground, you know? You can't like Use a, you can't do a running motion. You have to walk.
1: <laughs> Google it. I have no idea. of this existed. Yes. You gotta Google it. I'm not that's gonna Google. do that. But that's funny.
0: So you went to Denver. Well, you know, we didn't do a podcast and I and I went to visit you in
1: uh, Seattle. Yeah, that's right. Um we were gonna do we thought about doing one but didn't do it. We thought about it too late. But it was a nice visit. I really like it
0: up there also loves it up there we went to a nice dinner we did a little walk hiking it was really nice. nice and board games oh yes that was fun we played this game called quelf yeah q u e l f quelf and one of the cards you have to go around in a circle and say the same thing in a category and if you get stumped and you can't say it then you lose one of the it's kind of like a round robin fast pace you gotta like names to start with the letter j jennifer john josie so everyone goes so we did one where you have to make shapes with your fingers so you know you can make a square a triangle whatever so everyone goes around we get we get a good round in like square circle oval heart and it gets to my turn and i put up cat paws (laughs) (laughs) and everyone at the table just stares at me like that is not a shape
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that was so funny cat paws people usually get embarrassed very easily so it's a good time
0: yeah um mitch and fasto had to hold hands at one point for a while and that was pretty funny.
1: That if you have not heard of Quelf, highly recommended it because it's, it ends up being something you don't expect. Um it was multiple times they were holding hands. Yeah, cuz it's like a standing rule, so that was Yeah. That was good. It's a good game. Yeah, but we we went to Denver for the 4th of July and had a good time with some friends who were there. Um we didn't see any fireworks cuz our daughter still goes to sleep pretty early. So we we hiked and went swimming and did some fun stuff and came home early. That's kind of what's going on with me. Nothing super exciting. Um, I wish I had some funny stories to tell, but I feel like there's just nothing. (laughs) It'll come to you after the podcast. (laughs) You know,
0: life isn't always funny, but you'd have to try to find the humor and everything. I am doing, I'm just like the queen of fad diets. I hate to say it. I don't think they're a fad when I'm in it. You get really excited about it. It's a pattern. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm sitting here looking at the 4-Hour Body book that I talked about in a previous podcast. And I was like, I was so excited for that book. (laughs) And I was all in. I didn't do any of it. Yeah, it doesn't work. Don't do it. It's bad for you. So my newest thing, I'm going to say it again. I really like this one, and I really think it's going to (laughs) work. And it had a lot of science behind it, not just... Unlike the 4-Hour Body, where it's just one guy doing weird experiments on himself that make no sense. And he's not a nutrition person or a science person, or he's like a business guy who thinks he knows everything. This guy who wrote this book, um, Dr. Gundry, is actually a heart surgeon and scientist, and it's called The Plant Paradox. Oddly enough, I heard about it from Kelly Clarkson in an interview, and so did a lot of other people. And so it's, like, really gaining popularity because Kelly Clarkson mentioned it, and she lost, like, 50 pounds by, like, not dieting, but doing this she plant did? paradox.
1: Yeah. I'm Googling this right now. Yeah. Google it.
0: So the idea is that some plants don't want us to eat them. Plants have been around for millions and hundreds of millions of years longer than humans and have developed defense mechanisms to keep themselves and their babies alive uh, for the next generation. We have just barely started eating these foods and our bodies can't deal with them and they're harmful to us. One of the main examples, just for argument's sake, is everyone's heard of nightshades So like bell peppers, tomatoes, eggplants, Mm -hmm. those all have um, this protein called a lectin. And a lectin uh, gets in your body, gets in your gut, and that's what makes people have leaky gut syndrome is Mm -hmm. lectins. So there's lectins in like pretty much anything, but it's more about like the quality of food that you eat. Not a lot of animal protein, he, he emphasizes that, though you can eat it. So it's not vegetarian, it's not vegan but you can do whatever variations you want, but it's just about reducing the lectins in your body so that you can rebuild your gut. And then later on, you don't have to be so strict um, if if you're not a person who has like an autoimmune disease or something, because your gut is gonna be um, healthy, but you'll feel better if you eat this low lectin or lectin-free. So it's a lot of vegetables. I've eaten probably more vegetables in three days than I had in 30 days. I went to work out this morning I did not have to drag myself out of bed, and it wasn't pure torture. It was just semi-torture to get through
1: my workout. Minimal torture. Well, it sounds a little bit like paleo. How is it different? It's
0: a little different because it's not heavy on the meat like paleo. I see. And it concentrates more on the quality of meat. like uh, They want pasture meats, grass-fed meats, wild-caught fish, stuff like that. But it's not too di- too different from paleo. Um, there's just a few things in paleo that are different than this. But, like, beans are a major lectin. Mm-hmm. Except you can pressure cook them and it takes most of the lectins out. So there's also, like, tricks on how to prepare the foods so that they're easier on your body and nourish your body and allow you to get the nutrients from the food that you're eating. Because lectins, like, block a lot of the nutrients from getting to you. And the, one of the major things I learned, which is like mind-blowing to me, is that wheat bread is not preferred over white bread. Wheat bread is bad for you hmm. because it still has the hull of the wheat on the outside and that hull, that little shell on t- that makes the bread brown, has all the lectins in it.
1: Oh, Well, I eat white bread,
0: so. (laughs) Well,
1: I I don't eat a lot of,
0: you know, I don't, I I don't eat a lot of bread, but I do eat bread. I probably eat more than I think I do because I I eat out a lot. But when I do like order a sandwich or something, I usually get wheat bread. So I think even just making that difference, the best bread you can eat is sourdough bread because Mm, the, yeah. Because the sourdough, the yeast eats the gluten in the white sourdough bread. It feeds off of it. So you get less lectins with white sourdough. So, whatever. I'm on day three. I've lost three pounds. <laughs> I feel pretty good. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, like, really excited about it. And the food is delicious. Like, it's so good. Today I had a cabbage steak doesn't sound very good but it's literally just a huge slice of cabbage with garlic salt and pepper cooked in olive oil or coconut oil and it was so good and i'm not hungry yet so <laughs> we'll, we'll see time will we'll tell you still have another hour <laughs> yeah drinks but water. i don't know i feel good about it we'll see i'll report back on this one do what you can when you can, with what you got. So it's just like reducing the amount of lectins if you can't go completely lectin-free. But it makes sense to me. I just finished the book, and I'm going to get his cookbooks and get some more recipes. But um, the book came with a good PDF, so I started with
1: that. You'll have to take some pictures of your food.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited about it. I actually started another little Instagram page called (laughs) Honest Fasting Lectin-Free, because I'm also trying to do intermittent fasting. You're trying a lot of things. I know. But, you know, if I can just have a little bit of control over this, then the rest of my life can be in (laughs) chaos. And that's fine. That's fine. We um, took a little puppy. We transported a puppy from Maricopa to Holbrook. And so we had it. We picked it up on Thursday and took it up on Friday. And so we had it for a day. And Ford was just my dog, Ford. Was just so happy. He's like, "Mom, thank you so much
1: for bringing me a <laughs> you puppy. Got me this puppy, I will just Cute. love
0: it and cherish it forever." He's just so gentle and so sweet. And George Michael is just like, "What is that thing? Is it gonna, is it <laughs> gonna eat my food?" Okay, well, it can stay, I suppose. It's such a, a brat. So you know what we should do is a podcast when we do our upcoming girls trip. Oh yeah, good idea. So we're planning, Natalie is going to come to Arizona, and we're planning to do a girls wine trip to Sedona, and maybe we can do like some round table questions. topics. Yeah. Yes! Oh my god, we're going to prepare for that. That's going to be fun. I'm excited about that. That was a great idea we had.
1: You had it, but I'm totally on board, <laughs> and I think it'll yeah. be a really good one. Yeah,
0: that would be really fun. Uh, what else is coming up? Do you have any uh, beauty tips, tricks, things that you're trying? Yeah, you know, I've been going to this Derma Health. I joined this monthly program and I so I get a facial every month and the esthetician is just so nice. Her name is Penny and she's just so knowledgeable and so passionate about skincare. It's her second career. She's um an older lady, but she looks just gorgeous. Her skin is glowing, so I believe everything she says. And she was telling me about the layers that go on your skin and in what order to put your products on. So the first thing you want to do is a serum because a serum is where you're going to get like all your vitamins and for whatever you're going for, you know, smaller pores, spots, tone, whatever, you know, get your serum because that is the smallest molecule that, uh, Is absorbed into your skin And then you do your eye cream Or gel or whatever whatever, But it has to be specific for your eyes Because if you put on face moisturizer On your eyes The molecules of a moisturizer Are too big Have you ever seen those ladies That look like they have chicken skin Under their eyes Mm -hmm. Like little bumps Yeah, It is moisturizer trapped In their skin That won't be absorbed and can't come back out because it's hardened from
1: lack of moisture. They need Dr. Pimple Popper.
0: Yes. So you can get it kind of like looks like a little rash, like little bumps, like kind of like where the bags of your eyes would be. Or you can just get like little hard ones here and there called Amelia's. And she gets them out if I get one, but we've come up with a program where I... I'm not going to get them because I'm using the hyaluronic acid serum, which is amazing. And I don't put my moisturizer anywhere near my eyes anymore. I only put my eye cream around my eyes. That's my tip for the ladies.
1: That's good to know because I kind of just do it all over. Not anymore.
0: Yeah, don't do that. Use eye-specific stuff and use face specific stuff and because there's a difference apparently. I did not know that. And my next tip is that people buy a moisturizer that's a sunscreen. Of the molecules, sunscreen is the largest and if your moisturizer is mixed with it, your moisturizer is not getting into your skin. So you cannot have a moisturizing sunscreen. You have to use a separate product. Moisturizer
1: and then sunscreen. So so far we need serum, eye cream or gel, moisturizer but not on your eyes and then sunscreen? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. <laughs> it's like a chemistry experiment. Yes. I know. My husband's like, how many things are you going to put on your face? I'm like, you don't
0: ask questions. Two
1: more. I need two more. (laughs) And then I'll be done. When I'm 50 and fabulous, you're going to be thankful I used all of these tubes. That's really good tips, though. Yeah. I mean, nobody really wants chicken skin under their eyes. Yeah. And I was
0: starting to get it. I was like, because she told me about it. And then I got paranoid. I was like, am I getting it? And then I went in to see her. I'm like, am I getting it? She's like, yeah, you got it a little bit. She's like, but don't worry. (laughs) Just put this. Confirmed. Yeah. She's like, just don't put your moisturizer there and, and moisturize the little bumps with your serum and they will, they will get moisturized and and dissipate and get out of there. But like you, you see like the old ladies that have that really thin skin under their eyes and it has like all these little bumps. That's because they put moisturizer on their eyes.
1: Who would have thought? That's a good tip.
0: Yeah. Good tip. Well, I think that is it for this episode. Hopefully we can get one more in before the Sedona trip. And I'll get you some updates on my plant paradox progress.
1: Cynthia, I really appreciate your beauty tips, but I gotta get back to my googling Kelly Clarkson. So I think we're we're done for this episode.
0: Alright guys, thanks for listening.
1: Thanks.